Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Call the Carolina Panthers uninspired, but I think that's an insult to uninspiring things. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker as well. Watch us on the ESPN app. You, of course, can be a part of the program at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did the New York Jets just hire an offensive coordinator hoping to lure Aaron Rodgers to New York? We will explore that in 10 minutes with Rich Samini, who covers the Jets for the for ESPN NFL Nation. But we start with the news of the day within the last hour. A little bit of breaking news in that Frank Reich has been hired by the Carolina Panthers. Um, okay, that, that's fine. Okay? I mean, yeah, that, good for the Panthers. Well, first of all, hold on. We have to acknowledge this, Carlin. This is the first head coaching hire, and we're nearly three weeks removed from the regular season. Okay. Which, which is not customary. This is not something that happens. It usually ticks off a little bit quicker in terms of coaches coming off the board. So I think there is some significance to Frank Wright being hired by the Carolina Panthers because this was also a franchise that was in on Sean Payton. As a matter of fact, they had wrapped up an interview with Sean Payton earlier in the week, and they decided they wanted to pivot and go with Frank Wright. Now, is it the fact that they just got tired of waiting on Sean Payton to make up his mind? Maybe so, and I can imagine that owner David Tepper would have that type of temperament where he's going to put an offer out there, and if you're not amenable to it, he's going to move on to his next best option. But this is a significant step for not only the Carolina Panthers, but for the coaching carousel in 2023. Well, the coaching carousel, sure. Is it a significant step for the Panthers? Because right now, to me, they just went and got a, a decent coach. I know nobody that I think is going to immediately transform the organization in any way. And Frank Reich had a winning record in Indianapolis, but made the playoffs know, a couple of times, right? And won one playoff game in five years. Not, not to mention that he's had a brand new starting quarterback in week one of every single season he's been the head oh, coach. Okay, I get it. He got hosed on the whole Andrew Luck thing. Okay, that happens. But Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers. But, now, but, if you want to put the Carson Wentz thing on him, that's cool. But they got rid of Carson Wentz before they knew what they were doing in 2022. And Matt Ryan just so happened to come available because the Atlanta Falcons were tied to Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan didn't like that. Well, they got a couple of guys who were pretty far down the road, Chris. I mean, and Frank Reich had to... Pretty far down the road. Me- meaning Philip Rivers. They were done. Yes. Philip Rivers was well, done. Matt Ryan was done. So did Jacoby Frank- Brissett is a backup. So Frank Reich had nothing it's to a do damn with any mir- of them. No, I'm just saying it's a damn miracle that he made the playoffs twice with that cast of is a quarterback. So who's the quarterback here? That's what I want to know. Is the, Frank Reich picking who it's going to be? Oh, Frank Reich is absolutely going to be involved. I mean, it's not well, that gonna, doesn't give me a ton of confidence. Well, here's the thing. This is not going to be made in a vacuum. This is not Scott Fritterer, their general manager show. Frank Reich is absolutely going to have some input. What the hell is Scott Fritterer proven in the National Football League? Okay. It's clear that David Tepper wants to go after a quarterback, and it's going to happen in the draft. That is what this move by the Carolina Panthers signifies. They are going to have an offensive-minded organization moving forward. 
because they had the opportunity to hire Steve Wilkes, who went 6-6 six and six as the interim head coach. Damn near had this team in the playoffs. Carlin, they came a fourth quarter down in Tampa away from winning the NFC South. And, and, they, decided, and they decided that that's not what we wanted. We don't want Steve Wilkes, even though the guys in that locker room, especially the guys on the defensive side of the ball, wanted that guy. Well, they decided they to go. have gone with that guy. Because well, to me, if you're going. Did, but they didn't but go Chris, with that, Carlin. Chris, they didn't go going, with that guy. If you're going and hiring Sean Payton, then I get it. You're hiring Frank Reich. This is middle of the road. You cannot convince me that Frank Reich is infinitely better of a head coach than Steve Wilkes is when Steve Wilkes got one year and he's as popular as can be in Carolina. Well, listen, I'm not going to sit here and try to make that argument. What I'm simply saying is the owner has made a decision. I am going to prioritize offense, specifically the quarterback, over defense because I think that is the long-term remedy to having sustained success. That's what he did. And so when you have a move like this take place, now you start to look at what the Carolina Panthers could potentially do. They have the ninth overall selection right now. Carlin, I'd be shocked if this organization didn't try to find a way to move up. Another thing that would shock me is if their best player on defense, Brian Burns, wasn't moved this offseason. He's going into his last season on his rookie contract, the fifth-year option year, and the Carolina Panthers are over the cap. To me, that is the most valuable trade chip that you have in order to acquire more assets and ammunition to move up in the draft and to have your pick of quarterbacks. I think the Carolina Panthers are a team to watch to move up into the top five to take a signal caller. I'll tell you, if that's the case, if I'm the Chicago Bears, let's start with Brian Burns. Let's talk about next year's number one. Let's talk about all those kinds of things, and we can get ourselves a little deal here. Yeah, Because Brian Brian Burns is – listen, Jalen Carter could be great and all that. Brian Burns is great. He's great now. Yes. He's great now. I mean, the L.A. Rams tried to offer the Carolina Panthers two, not one, but two – first-round draft picks, and that was a team that was drawing dead in the water in the middle of the season, Carlin. So, I mean, if you're the Chicago Bears, and if you're their general manager, Ryan Poles, you need an impact player on the defensive side of the ball. Pass rusher is one of those positions where you fork over the bag, too, and you give up a lot of draft capital for. To me, if you could make that deal with Carolina, getting a guy like Brian Burns and potentially some more draft picks into the future, it makes sense to come off of that number one overall pick. Here's the good news. The Bears just found their sucker, possibly. Possibly. Now, what is odd is what Adam Schefter said just a little while ago on this just in. And this is in relation to Sean Payton and his place in all of this right now. I, I think right now it doesn't look like there's going to be a spot for Sean Payton. That, that, that's the way it's kind of looking as we speak. Now, we'll see how it shakes out, but I, I, don't, I don't see him. Sean Payton, if he doesn't get one now, next year there's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten openings. He'll be under consideration for many of them. I, I just don't see him rushing to take the job in Arizona with a GM he doesn't know, with a quarterback there are questions about, with a team that's got a lot of issues. So my guess is he sits out and then rejoins the search when there are more teams that have openings. Right, okay, that was from Fitz and Harry just a little while ago. Uh, what stood out to you in that? The beginning. Absolutely. We're sharing a brain right now because Shefty, within the first 10 seconds of his response, noted three times that it doesn't feel like Sean Payton has a spot right now, but then went on to say, we'll see how it shakes out over the coming days. Yeah. Carlin, that with the backdrop of what Diana Rossini and Jeff Duncan from the New Orleans Times Picune put out there earlier this week saying that there's a team that hasn't fired their head coach, that's quote-unquote getting their ducks in a row to make a run at Sean Payton, it makes it feel like there's somebody that's lying in the weeds 
to potentially make a run at the most prized commodity at the head coaching spot during this hiring cycle? Could it be the Cowboys? Could it be the Chargers? We've talked about this. I mean, if it's the Chargers, it's a phenomenal situation if they're going to go and do that. But here's my point. Here's my problem, Chris. Why wouldn't he have a place already? Denver's not going to back up the truck for him? That's what I don't understand. I'm sure that if Sean Payton saw a situation out here that he felt confident that he could turn it around fairly quickly, that he would take the job. Right now, Sean Payton doesn't have a job because he doesn't want a job. Mm. It's not that the other teams don't want to hire him. So right now he doesn't want the Denver job. He wants to wait to see what happens in L.A. Let me ask you, would you want the Denver job with Russ, what you saw from Russell Wilson this year? If I'm I, not sold on it. If I thought that a better job was about to open up, I wouldn't want the Denver exactly. job. And, and remember, here's a, he did put off that second interview with Denver earlier this week, right around the time that Diana put that out there, that there is a second team maybe laying in the wings. That did happen. And, Carlin, if we want to connect even more dots or even have more speculation, aren't the Chargers in the same division as the Denver Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if, if, you're the, if you're the Spanos family, would you want Sean Payton to go on a second interview if you had strong inches? Probably not. The Dallas Cowboys, similar situation. Mike McCarthy, how long is he for that job? I mean, if he doesn't get clipped in the coming days, is Mike McCarthy going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys going into 2024? Not if they don't get to a conference championship game. So I do think there are going to be options for Sean Payton And I'm not talking about options in 2024. I think there's going to be another option for him on the table in the coming days. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. The New York Jets are hiring former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. He's got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with. You shouldn't hire Nathaniel Hackett because you think it'll bring you Aaron Rodgers. That's the lesson from the Broncos last year. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that they need on that football team. So this is an outstanding sign to me. What's outstanding is... Greeny's delusion on this situation. Yeah. I mean, he tagged me in a post that he had on Instagram where it's Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey. And you know the first thought that I had in my head, Carlin, mm. that I want the Jets to do this for the back page barbs alone. And then the second thought I had in my head, Aaron Rodgers instantly looks like a less talented player in a Jets uniform. So for more on this, we welcome in Rich Semini, ESPN Jets reporter. Nobody else is plugged in like Rich is to the Jets organization. And let's just start here, Rich. Why? <laughs> uh, I love I love the brevity there with that question, Chris. Uh, why? Because Robert Sala knows Hackett. They work together in Jacksonville. Coaches always like to hire guys they feel comfortable with. He's an experienced play caller. Uh, he's been a play caller for six seasons in the NFL with three different teams, uh, actually four different teams. So uh, I think they were mostly looking for an experienced play caller. They tried the you know the rookie play caller thing with Michael Lafleur. It didn't work out over two years, and I think that was number one on his priority list was to find a guy who's done it before. Uh, obviously, Denver was a disaster. He can't avoid that. He's got to wear that. But that he was a disaster as a head coach. It doesn't mean he's going to be a disaster as the Jets' offensive coordinator. And so that's what the Jets are banking on. Rich, I was reading your, your Twitter feed earlier, and one of the things you noted about Nathaniel Hackett is that he's, 
never really developed a young quarterback or had success with a young quarterback. There was that one year in Jacksonville where the Jags made it to the AFC Championship game, but there were relatively pedestrian numbers from Blake Bortles, and we see how that movie turned out in terms of his career. So if they're going to be in the market for a veteran quarterback, everybody is obviously going to point to Aaron Rodgers. Is that the list, or are there more quarterbacks that could potentially be involved with this Jets' pursuit of a veteran to be under center next season? Oh, I, I think there's definitely more. That it's not Aaron Rodgers or Bust. I think uh, there's other veterans on their list. Uh, Robert Sala said they're actually going to start meeting next week on that to try to play of attack. I, he did come out today and said he were committed. He said we're committed to finding a veteran quarterback, which is really the first time he said that so uh, so clearly, so concisely. He'd been hinting about it in recent weeks, but now he comes out and says that we're committed to getting a veteran quarterback. Obviously, the, the Rodgers speculation was already in, in full force before this move today, and now it'll become even that much more. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to make for some uh, several weeks of very interesting headlines and speculation because I know Hackett and Aaron Rodgers do have a very good relationship. Uh, there's no dispute about that. Whether that leads to Rodgers to New York, that remains to be seen. Rich Cimini, ESPN NFL reporter on the Jets, joining us right now. Now, listen, Rich, I I am going to raise an eyebrow at this and wonder, was this the call of Robert Sala, of Joe Douglas, or was this the call of the owner hoping to land the big fish down the line? What is your read on who made this decision? No, it was Robert Sala's decision. Um, I I do think that Woody Johnson – it was involved in the LaFleur. I think he exerted pressure there and having them move on from Michael LaFleur. But in this case, you know, Sala, like I said, he worked with for a couple of years in Jacksonville. So he's known Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, he, he did talk to, I believe, more than 15 candidates. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that list actually went over 20 people on that, on that list. And identified Hackett fairly early on in the process, but I was told that Hackett was having some reservations about the job uh, simply because of, you know, the lack of quarterback, A, and B, you know, the long-term job security of Robert Sala. You know, we all know next year is going to be kind of a make-or-break year for Sala. So for for those reasons, it's understandably the Jets didn't have the most attractive position opening, but I think in the end Hackett decided that he wanted to stay in coaching this year. I think he wants to prove – to people that the debacle of Denver last year was not his doing, that he's a better coach than that. And so he's going to get an opportunity to get a veteran quarterback, you know, maybe develop Zach Wilson for down the road. And they have some good skill players. They just have to revamp the offensive line. Okay, so he just wants to make sure everybody knows it was Russell Wilson's fault, not his. Wow, okay. (laughs) Keeping it moving, Rich. I mean, the Zach Wilson of it aside – uh, Joe Douglas has done a pretty good job of drafting players. I mean, you saw uh, uh, Sauce Gardner make first-team All-Pro. It's the first time the Jets had a first-team All-Pro corner, uh, first-team All-Pro rookie, excuse me, since the merger. I'm curious, though, going into year four, you framed it as a make-or-break year for Rob Sala. Is 2023 a make-or-break year for Joe Douglas? Yes, I would think so as well. He's been here longer than Sala. You know, he got here a couple of years before him. And uh, I, I agree. I think Joe Douglas has done a good job of overhauling this roster, consider what he inherited from the previous regime. 
Uh, and, you know, you see the positive results. You just named some of those players, Chris, you know, with the, uh, the rookies, and he had a great draft this year. But there comes a point where, you know, you got to make the playoffs, right? I mean, mm. it seems like everybody makes the playoffs these days. It, it feels that way. You know, with the expanded playoff format, you can't go. They've gone 12 straight years mm. without making it. It's, it's the longest active streak in the NFL and if they don't make it again next year, it's like, when is it going to ever happen? So, so yeah, I do think it's a make-or-break year for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Rich, last question for me. Quentin Williams, first-team All-Pro, I mean, just a dominant player. Uh, now, this was a holdover from the McCagnan era, but is this one of the top priorities in terms of getting an extension done for him this offseason? Yes, he's got one year left on his contract. He clearly has outperformed that contract. He deserves a new deal. Uh, the tackles of his ilk that will be up for deals this year, so you're going to see that number rise pretty high. Quinnen, you know, he wants to be paid. I'm not saying he wants to be paid Aaron Donald. About, I think, $32 million a year. Yeah. But I can tell you that Quinnen wants to be in the mid to high 20s per year which is a massive amount of money for a defensive tackle. And uh, other guys are going to be up there as well, like Jeffrey Simmons. You know, guys like that are up for new deals. And so Quinnen's he's aiming for, you know, he's shooting for the stars right now. And so I don't think that will be a easy negotiation for the Jets. Rich, great stuff as usual. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. Have a good one. Rich Domini, ESPN NFL Jets reporter. And Can I say this about Quentin Williams? Because yeah. I know we're not going to talk a lot of, of defensive tackles on this show. One of the best defensive players in all of football. He is oh, yeah. an absolute game wrecker. I, I mean, in terms of being able to stop the run and then generate quick pressure from the interior, which is invaluable in today's game, this guy is special. And Rich is right. This is not going to be an easy negotiation. He might not get Aaron Donald money. But well, he damn sure going to be in the ballpark. It's going to be close. He's, he's going to be in the ballpark. <laughs> believe that. Not the zip code, the ballpark. The ballpark, yeah. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Man, jam-packed show today. So much to get to, including, by the way, the games this weekend, which we will touch on in just moments, and where the biggest actual advantage is off the field this weekend. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, all of that on the way right after we tell you about this from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get into all the action is with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN-INDIANA. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope 
nationwide at 467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I think the Eagles have a better unit offensively. Hurts keeps fighting for the end zone. What a run! The Niners are clearly the best defense left in the state. Hit from behind Bosa. Takes him down for the sack. Joe Burrow. I think this guy's got what it takes to win multiple championships. Wide open is Jamar Chase! Catch a pretty good-looking guy in the middle of that little uh, montage there? No, I didn't. Yeah, you're sitting across from him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Jamar Chase last year. Mm. Made that call. Hello. You know, I got a problem. We're going to get to the game here in a sec. Um, that came up, and it, it came up because during the break, um, Stosh, our producer, uh, part of uh, the biggest show in radio, as, as we are. No, get it right. I mean, we're pound for pound the biggest show on ESPN radio. That's not even close. Yeah. Even, like, can you imagine us standing next to Fitz and, and Harry? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tiny. Yeah, exactly. It's just tiny. They're small. Right? Anyway, uh, Stosh checked in and said, how you feeling, big fella? And neither one of us were clear on who he was talking to. Yeah, because it could be either one of us. And you can't say Big Chris because we're both named Chris. Exactly. Yeah. But the point being, it it triggered this for me the other day because I had this happen. It probably happens three to four times a week. I can't imagine how much it happens to you considering how tall you are as well. People who don't know you, very comfortably calling you big guy. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm as self-effacing as it gets. Sure. I don't need your help if I don't know you. Yeah. You know, like if I'm on the plane, hey, big guy, can I slide by there? Huh. Hey, Grandpa, I don't know that you can. How about that? Yeah. You know? How about you answer your own question? Can you get by or no? Yeah. If you can't, that's a you problem. Exactly. Or in the grocery store. That, that's where I get it the most. The grocery store in the drugstore. Hey, big guy, do you mind getting that thing off of the top shelf? I don't know. Do I wear a Whole Foods tag that says Chris on it? 
Do I work here? Am I getting workers comp? Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not getting it for you. Now, unless it's, you know, somebody that's elderly, you know, that, well, that kind different. of thing is different. That's different. But if, when it, I say grandpa, but, I'm talking about somebody that's but, clearly but if, 10 years old. But if we're peers or you're somebody that's a younger, you can get it your damn self. Or you can get somebody that can help you. But here's the thing. Don't call me big guy if you don't know me. Exactly. If you're not in my friend group, if you're not a family member, don't go calling me big guy. I have a name. It's Chris. And if you don't know my name, say, excuse me, sir. Or excuse me, yeah. period. Don't go, hey, big guy, you're making yourself way too comfortable around me. And Carl, I don't play that. Don't, don't get too comfortable around me. No. If you don't know me, don't be too comfortable. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And I'm a welcoming guy. But yeah. don't get off on the wrong foot. I would not say to you, if you were five foot three, hey, little fella. I yeah, I mean, that. if you did it the other way, people so, would say you're being passive aggressive. Right. So you don't need to pass along what you obviously see is my largest so to speak, flaw. I don't need you to point that out when we haven't even met. Stosh, do you get hit with this? Do you get hit with the hey, big guy thing? You know, I don't. Really? I, I No yeah. offense. I mean, <laughs> I, now, look, I don't get out much. Well, I'm here a lot. But, <laughs> None of us do. But no, the I, I definitely do not ever have that problem. I don't know why. No, but you never but, have. But you know what, though, Stosh? Chris, it might be a situation where people think they're complimenting you because how you don't want to be known as a small person, do you? Well, how do they think they're complimenting? That's not a compliment. You, know, you That's say, not hey, a compliment. hey, big guy, I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I feel a way. I'm with you guys. I feel a way when people come with me with the big guy thing. It gets on my damn nerves. But I'm just trying to look at it from somebody else's perspective that might be smaller. No, I don't care about their perspective if that's what they're saying to me right at the beginning. Okay. You have immediately set a bad tone in what is going to be an adversarial relationship, clearly. Right away. So there's, you no, com- there's no coming back from that. If they it, don't know you and they say, hey, big guy. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Yeah. If you're a celebrity or you're somebody that I work with that forgot my name, eh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But not really. Even the celebrity thing, no. No, no. exactly. You know, the, like, hey, big fella. Hey, big guy. I shouldn't be cutting anybody any breaks. Hey, little person. I, I wouldn't do that to anyone. I, I Maybe just, we should. Maybe we should start a revolution. When people give you the, hey, big guy or hey, big fella, can you? We say, sure, small okay, person. But here's the problem. Or that. no, small person. <laughs> Yeah, I got three letters that make that the problem. TMZ. Because then it becomes involved, Chris Carlin, ESPN radio host, involved in an incident on an airline. Ooh. And the next thing you know, we're making an emergency landing in Wichita. Or, or you don't take off. You get tossed off the plane like Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they wouldn't think Ooh. I was sleeping. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, Carlin, if one of those situations goes left, just have the bail money ready. <laughs> just have, I, have the bail money ready. I have the bail money ready. I'm calling you. <laughs> Can't do Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, as we start to really break down these games this weekend, one of the things that jumps out is the coaching. Yeah. And it's... Yes, it's not on the field, but we know who the best coach this weekend is, and that's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. But how far behind are Zach Taylor, Nick Sirianni, and Kyle Shanahan at this point? I, I don't think all that far behind because what Andy's got one Super Bowl now, yeah. right? 
And Kyle Shanahan has been somebody that over the last few years has been knocking on the door. And obviously this has, is his third conference championship game. And he's been a head coach since 2017. Right. Zach Taylor, his second. second. And this is his, what, third year as the head coach? Fourth year? Fourth year. Fourth year as the head coach. And then Nick Sirianni in his, his second, second year, year is in his first conference championship, championship game, game. Yeah. and was in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So while Andy Reid is a far and away people regard him as one of the best two or three coaches in the league, if not the best coach in the league right now, mm-hmm. um, next to Belichick, obviously. Mm-hmm. These two, I mean, Shanahan, I would love to have him as my coach. And Chris... It kind of goes back to what we've been talking about this week. Not only does it not take all that long to figure out whether or not you have a head coach, you also understand, once again, just how important it is in this sport. You know, we're seeing the the uh, the de-emphasizing of coaching and with managers in baseball, yep. even in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, here, there's no question. It's You can't win without a really good coach. No, you can't win without a really good coach. And, Carlin, you know you have a really good coach pretty early on in their tenure. I mean, even if you want to go back to Andy Reid, who was hired in 1999 as a head coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. Carlin, this guy was in the conference championship three, game, three years later in 2001. Think about that. Conference championship game in 2001, Super Bowl in 2004. It didn't take long to figure out that he was a good coach. And the same goes for all of these other coaches. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Nick Zach Taylor in the Super Bowl in year three. I mean, Nick Sirianni, conference championship game year two. Kyle Shanahan, conference championship game year three. So all I'm simply saying is when we start looking at all of the other coaches around the National Football League and trying to figure out who they are or aren't or whether a franchise should stay the course with a current head coach, I don't know, like a Brandon Staley. I don't know, like a Mike McCarthy. Ask yourself this. How patient should you be as an owner seeing what you're seeing with the Final Four this year? Because there's no doubt in my mind, these are the four best teams in the National Football League. I will say this, though. These are the four best teams. They are. I I will say this, though, from Andy Reid's sake. Andy Reid has made me rethink how I feel about great coaches. Because it took him as long as he did to win a championship, and that— as we talked about with the NBA yesterday, players knowing how they're graded these days sure. that's on titles. Same thing with coaches. I don't grade coaches that way as much anymore because Mike Tomlin's got one. He's an amazing coach. Oh, he was he was in the coach of the year conversation for me. Right. To and take that team and to be over 500, that's amazing. But here's the thing, Carlin. I'm not saying that the championship is the end-all, be-all. What I am saying is a ticket to the dance in order to win a championship matters. How often is my coach putting me in that situation? And these four coaches do that pretty often for their respective franchises. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, the most interesting quarterback this weekend, probably getting a little bit overlooked. We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I have never, ever seen a quarterback make the strides that Jalen Hurts has made. You can't count Brock out. He's starting off 7-0. He's been having the offense rolling. The moment is never too big for him. Mahomes and Burroughs getting plenty of attention. Hurts and Purdy, there may be more on the line for those two guys. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app. We'll get to that in two minutes. Just quickly, though, I do. we were talking about it during the break. There were two exceptions to when it was okay to somebody who doesn't know you yeah. calling you big guy. One for you and one for me. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so mine was simple. I was doing Get Up one day with Greeny, and we were going to a commercial break, and I looked up, and I saw Magic Johnson at the door. I guess he was getting ready to come off the, on the set. So I was walking off because I had a break in between segments, and Magic walks up to me and says, hey, big guy, how you doing? Congratulations on your engagement. Now, you know this about me, but maybe our listeners don't. I'm a huge Lakers fan. And the reason why I became a Lakers fan is Showtime Basketball and watching Magic Johnson in the mid to late 80s. And so I completely fanboyed out. Wow. I'm like, hey, what's going on, Magic? Great to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like the whole big guy thing went out of the window for me. So oh, yeah. I, guess, I guess when it comes to Magic Johnson – those rules don't apply, and probably most <laughs> rules don't apply because it is Magic freaking Johnson. But, I mean, that is probably the only person that can get away with the, hey, big guy, or hey, big fella, when, he, when, when they address me. The one time it happened for me, and I felt amazing when I got it, What's that? was at the Final Four one year when I was a producer, and uh, I was going with Chris Russo uh-huh. uh, out to meet some friends of his, and we go into a bar— and dog sees Bill Raftery. Mm-hmm. And Bill is really tall as well. Bill's yeah. about 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. And so he is standing at the bar, and it's about three or four deep at the bar, and he turns around, he looks at dog, and he looks at me, and he goes, What are you drinking, big fella? <laughs> and Let's that was like the greatest big fella I've ever had. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, big fella? That's a nice moment. That is a nice moment. That That's cool. a good one. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. So they can get away with it, but nobody uh, absolutely. else. Absolutely. Nobody, like nobody else. If you don't know us, you can't get away with it. Not before, not since. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of Jalen Hurts this season. And it still blows me away how much disrespect that there is toward Jalen Hurts. And, Chris, I took a lot out of, you know, there was a segment from the show the other day that we put out on social media where you were talking about this very uh, topic and how much uh, people really don't understand how good he has been. Yeah. And it, it went viral. I mean, because that that's how much... Uh, whether it's the nationwide Eagle fan base or people just starting to realize that he's that good or the haters, why he's such a, I don't want to use the word polarizing, yeah, but he's somebody that people just choose not to believe in yet. And it feels like, for me, on a public perception, Jalen Hurts has the most to gain this weekend 
between him and Brock Purdy. I know that Brock Purdy could gain the starting job next year. Which is not nothing. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I think Jalen Hurts is about to show people on the biggest of stages what he's all about. Well, coming into this year, even the Philadelphia Eagles weren't sold on Jalen Hurts, Right. right? Which is why they did the dance with the New Orleans Saints in the 2022 NFL Draft, gave them a first-round pick in order for them to get Trevor Penning and Chris Olave, and they acquired a first-round pick in this year's draft from the Saints. The, The Philadelphia Eagles wanted to have ammunition in the 2023 draft because if Jalen Hurts in a prove-it season couldn't sell them on him being their future franchise quarterback, the Eagles could move up in the draft and take a shot at one of these signal callers coming out this season. But now the Eagles are in the catbird seat because Jalen Hurts has proven that he is every bit of a franchise quarterback. And, Carlin, he is as dynamic as any quarterback is in the National Football League. I'm not saying he's a better player than Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he's a better player than Patrick Mahomes. But in terms of the combination of the skill sets, right, the ability to run the football and the ability to throw the football downfield outside of the numbers with accuracy, it's nearly unprecedented. Carlin, when you look at the quarterbacks over the last five years that have more total touchdowns than Jalen Hurts and eight or fewer turnovers, which is what Jalen Hurts had on the regular season. There are only three of them. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Pat Mahomes. And all three of those guys have won MVPs over the last five years. Jalen Hurts is an all-pro quarterback. Not Pro Bowl. No. All-pro. All-pro. There's only two all-pro quarterbacks this season. Yep. Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. That's how good he is. I don't think the masses hold him in that regard or view him that way, but he has a chance to change the perception of who he is as a player this coming weekend. And, Carlin, dare I say, if this guy gets to a Super Bowl and beats Burrow or Mahomes, now all of a sudden the Philadelphia Eagles have to entertain possibly making Jalen Hurts the highest-paid player in the National Football League. Well, I I think that they are not going to have much of a decision to make because he's made it so easy for them. And what an amazing situation they are in. Oh, yeah. It's funny. When, oh, yeah. when he first came out, I really thought the Patriots were going to take him. Can you imagine what the Patriots situation would look like if he was there? Mm. Oof. Up next, more on the championship matchups. And a real conundrum will be solved by Rob Nikovich next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.